My name's Riley. I'm married to Tay, and we have a, a little girl, Evie. And um, I was not around for a little bit, um, and it wasn't because I was told to leave. It was because uh, I was. Uh, my family and I we went overseas uh, to live in London for a little while. You saw in the video there. We mentioned we got to be a part of the church uh, where Alpha came out of, and so uh, we had an amazing, amazing experience. If you followed along, uh, if you're following along, when church is back, back in person, come grab me. I want to tell you the stories. Um, one little particular story is, you know, this might make some people jealous, but I, uh, we, my Monday morning bike ride used to ride from East London in Hackney, where we would live, down to the River Thames, depending which way I, want, which way I went, I could ride past London Tower Bridge along the River Thames, London Eye to my left, hit Big Ben, turn right, head over, go past Buckingham Palace, up, over, down along Hyde Park, and then down into Brompton Road. That was my Monday morning bike ride. So we had a lot of fun. Um, we had a lot of fun in London. There's was, there was heaps more that went on in that. There was a lot of ministry, a lot of learning and other things that went on too, but that's just more to make you jealous because it was a good time, um, except, except for when you forget to wear warm clothes when you're riding in the middle of winter um, and you get there and you can't feel your hands. But that's another story. But we're back now um, and we're so excited to be back. We're grateful to be back. We, uh, we're actually meant to be coming home in a couple of weeks from now, uh, but actually we came home a little bit early um, due to there was this thing happening in the world and so we had to come home. Um, and so we're back and uh, I'm grateful to be bringing the Word this morning. I, I, I want to share something with you that is God is speaking to me in my life about. Uh, it's, it's something that I want to share with us because I think it's a journey that we can go on as a church. And I'm super, super passionate about it. And I think it's, uh, it's something that, yeah, God wants to speak in to all of our life. But I'm going to pray and then we'll get into the Word. Holy Spirit, we just pray wherever we are, watching, uh, being a part of church this morning, we just pray that you would be there with us. Uh, Lord, we thank you that we can gather, uh, whether it's in person or online, but Lord, that we have the means and the capacity to be able to be a church that meets across the city uh, and, and beyond, Lord. And we just pray that, Lord, as we open your word, that it wouldn't be a, a, a nice thing to hear, but Lord, it would actually change our actions as we go about our weeks, Lord, that actually as we hear your word and as we're spoken to by your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would actually change something in us, that we would be um, people that would go out and make an impact for your kingdom by, what we, by who we are as the church, as we follow you, God. So we thank you. We pray, Lord, that it would be your word spoken, not, not, not mine, but Lord, we would be, we'd be able to encounter your Holy Spirit this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. One other thing to say, I actually have the comments up on my computer. So you know normally when you're, you're church, in, church in person and, you know, I, I love a good shout down. It makes me feel good in my heart, my soul. Uh, and so, you know, without the whole church being here, we can't, we can't do that. But I've got the comments here. So you can do that too if you want to. But I've got a question for you. Have you ever been invited to something that you just don't want to go to? Hmm. I mean, every meeting? No. <laughs> Have you ever been invited to maybe a party or an event and you're just like, I just straight up don't want to go? Like, my, maybe it's a, it's a party at night and you just think to yourself, man, my bed is way more appealing than going out and, and hanging out. I just want to go to bed early. I want to watch TV and chill out. Have you, have you ever done that? I'm, I'm sure, put it in the comments. I'm sure you have, as we all have. But also, have you, ever been have you ever invited people to something that you're hosting and then had that crippling, crippling feeling of, 
is anybody going to show up? Now I go two ways. I could, I could, everybody could come and we have a great time or nobody could come and I have a whole bunch of food in a house to myself. Like I, I've, I've, I'm all good with it. But you kind of, you're setting up, you, maybe it's a, a birthday party or something or uh, you, you're just getting everything set up. If it's at your house, you're cleaning the house, making it all nice, get the food out. And then while you're doing it, that, that thought creeps into your head and you're like, what if nobody comes to my party? It's a scary feeling and I've, I've definitely had it. And uh, I want to tell you a story about a, a, a few weeks ago, I got invited to a party and uh, this was a friend's birthday party and basically I just didn't go. Um, as simple as that, I didn't go. And this person, they invited me and I saw them a week later and they were a little bit bitter at me. They were like, why didn't you come to my party? And I was like, I don't like you. No, <laughs> I didn't do that. I said, I said, I'm, so, I'm just so sorry. I actually, I actually didn't notice that I was invited to your party. Because what had happened is I got a Facebook invite to this party. Now, I don't go on Facebook a whole lot. I, I'm, a, I'm an admin for a bunch of pages, so I get a lot, of, a lot of notifications. And so I don't often see the things that are like for me. I see it for the other pages and, or I go on for my neighbourhood group. And I didn't really see the event. I, I remember kind of it popping up and me not really knowing what it was or that it was for me or when it was or anything like that. So I just didn't go. And the person was like, why didn't you come to my party? And I was like, hey, because you invited me on Facebook. That's not my means of how I normally would think to be invited for a party. So if you had maybe sent me a text message or, or given me a paper invite or something like that, I would have 100% been there because I would have loved to celebrate you with you at your party. But I didn't go because I, the invite never actually reached me. And now that party, it looks like a great time, looks like they had a whole lot of fun. They hung out, had a great time. But it got me to, it made me think and it made me realise that it doesn't matter how good the party is if the invitation doesn't reach the person. You could host the greatest party. You could have like, if there was a party that I was invited to and JB was going to be there, I would be there. Like it, I'll, I'll, move, I'll move the whole world. I probably lost a few points with some people there. But hey, if there was that party, I would be there. But actually, if that party was going on, but that invitation never reached me, it doesn't matter how good the party was going to be if I don't actually receive the invitation. Now, I think this happens in our faith sometimes. It gets me thinking, you know, sometimes in our faith, we get so caught up in the actual party ourselves. We get so caught up in how great it is to, to be in a relationship with God, to know God and, and be around Christian people and, and be a part of a Christian church community. We get so caught up in it and it's a great thing. But with our faith, sometimes we get so caught up that we forget to invite the world around us to the party. We forget to give that invitation to the people in our worlds because we get so caught up in ourselves. Or sometimes we think, you know, I, I, I told somebody that I was going to church on Sunday and, and that was enough to invite them into that. If I, if I tell somebody I'm going into a party, they're not going to know that they're invited unless they're invited. Now we have this, this party, this moment, this reality, this invitation that is hosted by the creator of the universe, full of hope, full of grace, full of freedom, the greatest thing that ever could be. But it doesn't matter how great the party is if people don't get the invitation. 
And so I want to open the Bible and, and look at this and, and look at God's heart around this. And then this is one of my, my all-time favourite Scriptures in the Bible. And my, I, think it, it, I think it's something that God always speaks to me to. It was actually the first ever Bible college assignment I ever wrote was on this Scripture. And so it's something that really speaks to my heart. And so uh, Jesus has just died. He's resurrected uh, and he started popping up around the place and he's, and he's told his disciples to go meet him in Galilee. Uh, and so it's thought there was maybe about 40 days later. And we're not going to be able to look at the whole Scripture this morning of it. There's so much in this, this little passage, but I want to look at God's heart in this. And, uh, you know, this passage is speaking specifically to, to believers. So if you're, if you're watching, if you're a, a part of the service, uh, today or, or watching it back later, if you don't necessarily believe maybe what I believe or have, have the same faith as what a Christian would have, this is speaking, this passage is speaking specifically to Christians, but my hope would be that for you that you'd find an encouragement and something in it because I think there is truly something in it for all of us. And uh, it's this, it's Matthew 28, verse 16 to 20. It's, it's, uh, it says this, then Jesus, oh, I've gone too far back. There we go. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in, in heaven, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now this is a, this is a great uh, moment in, in time. This is, this is how Matthew ends as Jesus kind of gives this uh, what's called the Great Commission. It's this cool moment where he says, go and make disciples. And this is a really, really cool moment because what's happening is Jesus has died, He's resurrected and He's standing in front of the disciples and He's saying, I am God. Everything that I told you about myself, that I was God, that, I, that I'm here to save you, that I was going to die, I was going to conquer death, I was going to resurrect and that everything that I'm going to do is going to bring hope, freedom and salvation into your life. He stands in front of them. He says, this is the reality. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So therefore, Go and share that with the world. He says, therefore, go and live lives of invitation. Look at this reality that I stand in front of you. Hey, go. This thing that I've done, I, I want you to go tell the world about it. I want you to live lives of invitation. Now, what I love about this, this moment in the Scripture is actually this this. This moment is actually uh, meant to be thought in close proximity to when Jesus met his first disciples. So Jesus, uh, where if you go right to the start of the, uh, the book of Matthew or the start of the Gospels, you see Jesus, he's walking along the Sea of Galilee, sought to be in the same place as this. And, and he says to the disciples, he, he sees his first disciples and he says, come and I'm going to send you to fish for people. 
Three years later, Jesus dies, resurrected. And then the last thing that He says to them is go and fish for people. Go make disciples. It's this, it's, it's this amazing parallel that Jesus called to His disciples. It never changed. He said, come, we're going to go fish for people. He takes them on a journey and this whole the whole, uh, his, his life with them and he dies. And then the last thing he says to them is go make disciples. It's in this amazing moment where uh, his call has not changed from the time he met them to the time he left them. And to us today, God is calling us as his people, as disciples, as followers of Jesus to live lives of invitation. God is commissioning us to live lives of invitation. This isn't the church as the organisation. This is the church as each one of us as individuals. God is commissioning us to live lives of invitation. Now you could think, all right, what, 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 how, what is a life of invitation? Or, or what, what does that even mean? Quite often we think, you know, uh, uh, to live a life of invitation is to share a social media event or, or post something about, uh, you know, a, a nice scripture or something. And that's like, that's, that's putting it out to the world that, you know, this is my faith and this is what I believe. In. And it's not, I'm not knocking now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but sometimes we kind of, we think that that's enough to be living lives of invitation. But God calls His disciples and He says, go, go and live lives in who you are, in what you do. He, wa- he wants us to live lives that scream invitation in all that we are and all that we do in our very being of who we are, that we would live lives that point people towards Jesus and invite them into the greatest reality of the universe. We want to live lives of invitation, not by doing a few things, but actually becoming who we are. We want to be disciples, uh, making disciples. So how, how do we live lives of dis, uh, invitation? Well, it's the seen and the unseen. To make disciples, we've got to actually be disciples. To, to, to Jesus says to His disciples, come and I'm going to send you out a fish for people. He actually goes on a journey with them. He teaches them. He says, this is how we're going to do it. Come follow me. And I've got a plan for you to go out and do some awesome things, which is great and it's awesome. And, and that's actually what He's calling for us. He wants us to be followers of Him. And then through that relationship with Him in the unseen in, 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 in our hearts and in our, uh, in our quiet time, that the unseen would be us walking with Jesus. Now, this doesn't mean that we can't start now. Jesus says, come and I'll, I'll send you out to fish for people. And it's not like he, he just, they did nothing together and then he, and then he died and, and then he sent them off. Actually, what happened was he's like, come and I'm going to teach you how to fish for people, but we're going to start right now. So as we, it doesn't matter if you've been, you know, following Jesus your whole life or, or you've just come to know Him, that Jesus wants us to be followers of Him, that go and make followers of Him, that share that invite for Him. It's inviting God into our hearts to transform us, to teach us, to lead us, and then guide us out into our world. And then it's the scene. How does the scene of my life point towards Jesus? How does my actions in who I am actually point people towards Jesus? When I'm out and about, I think quite often the, the time that I don't point people towards Jesus is when I'm driving my car. It's, it, it's, 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 it's easy to get frustrated on the roads or it's easy to, to maybe accidentally cut someone off or, or anything like that. But actually, 
in our day-to-day lives, how does everything about my actions and who I am and the way that I carry myself and the way that I speak, you know, do I walk down the street with my, with my shoulders slouched and, and given, like not looking at people very nice? Or, or do, I, do I live an inviting, do I walk with an inviting posture and a smile that would say, hey, I'm somebody that you can trust? It's, it's in the little things, it's in the one percenters about everything in our life, always thinking, how does my life and my actions actually point to people towards Jesus. It's my work. It's my language. You know, how I speak, the words that actually come out of my mouth, uh, doesn't matter where I am. Does the words that come out of my mouth speak life and point people towards that invitation? It's my character. It's, It's do I stay the same depending where I am? Do I say the same when I'm standing here sharing about Jesus as I do when I'm at the skate park with my mates mucking around and, and just hanging out? Is, does my character stay the same at that moment to this moment to when I'm hanging out with my family? Does my character stay the, the same? Because in every area of my life, I want to keep my character as somebody that would point people towards Jesus. And then it's my position. Jesus said, go and make disciples. And that doesn't mean that we all have to go then quit our jobs and go out and, and you know, go make disciples. But actually, go make disciples where we are in our day to day. In our workplace, how are we pointing people and how are we showing that invitation of people in our lives? In our families, how, how, how the best place uh, to, to, to disciple somebody is in the home. It's in our families. How, how do you um, share how good that invite is with our families, our friends, our sporting places, our social gatherings, at the pub? doesn't matter where you are. How does wherever you are, your position that you're in, point people towards the invitation of Jesus? See, God wants to use our position through the power of His presence to make a powerful impact to the world. And somebody, somebody said to me recently that, you know, so many people say, I want to change the world. And it's definitely a term that I've used myself. It's like, I want to, I want to change the world. And it, it's this big kind of far off idea that the whole, world, the whole world would be changed by something that I did. But it's this kind of, this, this kind of big pipe dream that, that's kind of not, not really attainable But actually, what does it look like to change our world? It looks like changing our worlds, using our position in who we are, that as we change the world around us, as we we use our position to change the world around us, to bring that invite and and share it with the world around us. That's, That's how we impact the world. And it's the invite. Now, yes, the unseen and the seen, they're super important. That's why I bring them up. The, 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 the quiet and the outward expression of our life, they're so important. They're not, they're, they're not to be taken for granted. But each one of us is uniquely and specifically placed to invite people to this reality, invite people to this party. We're, we're all in a, in a space. There's people in your life that I may never meet. There is people in your life that maybe only you can share this with. We're all uniquely placed and we're all called to live lives of invitation in our unique and specific uh, where we find ourselves. And so it's the invite. 
It's the actual expression of inviting somebody. It's inviting people into our community to say, hey, you're, doesn't matter what you believe, doesn't matter where you come from, you're invited into my community. You're welcome here. You belong here and we would love to have you as a part of our community. It's inviting people in our homes to eat with us, to sit with us, to do life with us. For me, my, my heart is that it doesn't matter who you are or what you believe or where you come from to sit at my dinner table and, and share a meal with me because I want you there and I want to, sh- and I want to actually sit with you and invite you in so that you know, I, I might just purely because I, I love you, but also I, I want to I share this reality that, that God's changed my life and I want to I share that with you because it'll change your life too. It's actually inviting people in. And it's inviting people to the things that we do. We all do, we all, we all live uh, lives, we're all, we're all, as a church, we're, always, we're all doing things, we're all uh, a part of different events and things that we're doing. As a church, we got church on Sunday, we got Alpha, we got community events, we got community spaces that people can be a part of. It's actually saying, hey, come be a part of the things that we're doing. I would love to have you in. You know, as a church, we're, we're always thinking, how do we make this accessible to everybody? But the big key factor in it all is, are we as the church, big C, each one of us, how are we as the church inviting people into the spaces that we're creating for people? Now, I think if we all would agree on this reality, if we all agree uh, on, on a sort of who God is and, and who is calling us to be, I think we can probably all agree that God has called us to do this. God has called us to live lives of invitation. I don't, I don't think that that's, that's a sort of a big arguing point. I think we can, we can probably shake hands on that one. But the factor in all this is why don't we? It's easy to talk about it. It's easy to share about it. It's easy for myself to stand up here and talk about it. But actually, why don't we go and share lives and live lives of invitation? Why don't we go and invite people to events? Why do we change when we're in different circumstances? Why don't my actions always invite people towards Jesus? Because it's easier not to. It's easier to, to, to work, to go home and be at church on Sunday and, and, and live and speak and talk and act a certain way but then we're at, when we're at work and the culture of work would point in another direction to step into that and join in. It's easier to be a part of something than to stand separate from it. It's easier to, to, to conform uh, than it is to, to, to be different. You know, why don't we actually invite people to church things? Why don't we invite people into the things that we're doing? Because like I said, it's easier. It's actually easier for each one of us come to church on Sunday, praise God, worship God, and then go about our weeks and, you know, live our own relationship. It's, it, 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 life is hard enough to think about other things than to think, I need, a, I need to work on my own relationship with God. It's actually easier to think, I, I'm going I'm to try and work on myself rather than, rather than invite people in. It's actually harder to go, hey, you know, I know that I'm journeying things and I know that life isn't all sunshine and rainbows and I know that, uh, that I, I want to work on my relationship with God. I want to get closer to God. But actually, you know, it's, it's harder to go out and share, share that with people. There's preconceived conceptions around God and church and, and, and the church and Christianity 
there's this, it's actually scary to go up to say to somebody and say, you know, I want to share my faith with you. I want to share, I want to invite you to this, this event because you don't know what the person's going to say. They might have some, some preconceived thoughts of, of what the church looks like. So you, you're not quite sure how to, how to tackle that one because you don't know what they're going to think. Or you say no for them. A buddy of mine who uh, from Hackney, he is running Alpha at Hackney Church where Tay and I were a part of. And uh, he, he told me that he, uh, he had this guy that came on Alpha. And the way that this guy got there is he, he wanted to do something and he needed his sister's help. And so he, his sister said, hey, I'm going to help you, but you have to go to Alpha. Now, this guy was like a devout atheist. He'd come to a conclusion. He said, you know what? There is no God, blah, blah, blah. He, he was an atheist. And so his sister, a Christian, said, hey, I'm going to help you, kind of sneaky, but kind of good, and said, come to Alpha. I'll, I'll help you if you come to Alpha. And this guy is like, out, out of wanting to, really wanting to do the thing that he needed to help, he's like, okay, cool. Um, I'm, I'm going to go to Alpha. And he comes and, and he comes for seven weeks and, and nothing's really happened. Um, and then he has the Holy Spirit um, weekend and he encounters the Holy Spirit and he, he gives his life to Jesus. Now, this is an amazing, amazing moment. And he, and he sent my, my friend a video and he just said, look, my life is complete now. He said, I was, a, I was an atheist. I, I thought I had it all sorted out. You know, life hasn't drastically changed like, like that. But actually, I feel complete now because I know God. Now, his sister could have been like, hey, He's an atheist. He's drawn up his conclusion. He's, 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 he's doing what he wants to do. I'll say no for him. I'm not going to invite him. He'd probably get angry at me. But actually, you know, sometimes we say no for people rather than actually just throwing out the invite. Sometimes we're like, oh, I don't know. I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You know, at, at work, we also, we need to be professional. You're not, a lot of workplaces, you're not allowed to share your faith, but you are allowed to share where you're going on Thursday night where you're going on Sunday. You're allowed to be somebody who stands apart from the culture that you're in. So there are reasons that would stop us from wanting to share our faith and share that with people. But actually, you know, it's if we, if we, if we be people whose lives reflect invitation, we can do it. Sometimes... We don't go out and share the invite because we think that sharing cross equals love on social media is my invite. That we think that, and I do this myself, sometimes I post something on social media and I think, yeah, I'm going to get seven Christians out of that. Come on. It's a post. It's a personal invite that's required for people to come and know Jesus. Jesus calls us to live lives of invitation, not be just sort of posting things. And this other one is probably the big one. It's just scary. Like, am I right? It is scary to, to be different, to live different lives. And it's scary to tell somebody, this is what I believe. Contrary to what you might believe, this is what I believe. And I think it can change your life. Like that is, that is scary. That is scary. I, 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 know that when, I, know, I know when I go out and I, I'm going somewhere and I meet somebody, they ask me what I do. I'm genuinely scared sometimes to say that I work for the church because I don't know what they're going to think. And I've had people turn their nose up at me. I've heard people say, hey, I'm a Christian too and get really excited. I've got no idea. And it's genuinely can be scary. I invited my friend uh, recently to Alpha and he said no. Like it wasn't like, oh, 
oh, nah, I probably probably won't come. It was, no, I don't want to come and I don't want to be around church. And I was like, oh, okay. But that's okay because I gave him the invite and it's it's scary, but actually sometimes people are just going to say no. And that's okay. But there is a huge but. It's scary and it's hard and we don't know what it's going to look like, but there is... There's a big but, and it's a really good one. And it's this one word, Emmanuel. See, Jesus ends this, this beautiful moment with the most comforting words possible. He says, right at the end, he says, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Right back when Mary heard that she was going to give birth to Messiah, the angel said to her, you are going to give birth to a son and his name will be Emmanuel, which means God with us. Right when we're introduced to, the, to Jesus in, in, in the book of, in, in the start of the Gospels, we see God with us and then Jesus says at the end, hey, I'm with you and I surely I'm with you even to the end of the age. I've got your back and I'm here with you. A couple of other translations, uh, interpretations put it, put it really well. In the message, it says this. It says, I will be with you as you do this day after day after day, right up to the end of the age. The Amplified uh, Version says, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstance and on every occasion even to the end of the age. How great is this? It can be scary. It can be hard. It can be confronting to live lives of invitation. But actually, God is with us through it all, shaping us into who He's calling us to be, but at the same time, walking with us as we live lives of invitation in our world. It can be scary. It can be hard. Trust me, I've been shut down a few times. But you know what? It doesn't matter how good the invite is, how good the party is, how good the thing that you're trying to share if if it doesn't reach the person. We have this beautiful reality as followers of Christ that we know there is a God who loves us, who has a plan for us and who wants to bring faith, life and hope into our world and wants to change the reality of our life. It doesn't mean bad things aren't going to happen, but it's a reality that can change an eternity and it doesn't matter how good the invite is if it doesn't reach the person. The team's going to come out now and we're going to, we're going to continue to sing and you know, this is my heart. This is what I want for people. I know that I hold a reality that can change an eternity and I don't want to keep that to myself. We live in a world and you see, you see a lot of hurt, a lot of brokenness. And I truly believe that the church, God's people are the hope of the world. And we hold something, we hold a reality that God's very own heart says to us, go and share this with the world. Live lives of invitation. And that's all I want to do. And that's why I want to encourage us as the church that we would be a people who live lives of invitation. I want to give us three quick things that we can work on uh, in our weeks, in our lives. I encourage you to write this down and think about this, stew over this over the week. And the first thing is our testimony. Our testimony is the most powerful tool that we all hold. 
the story. Some people aren't going to be able to resonate with somebody who lived 2,000 years ago that they can find in a book. People are going to resonate with the story that you share about how that person changed your life. We need to work on our 20-second testimony because sometimes that's all we've got. We've got 20 seconds to share with somebody, hey, this is a God. He loves me. He loves you. He changed my life and, and you can have it too. We need to work on our 20-second testimony. We need to develop our unseen. So we need to develop our walk with God that we would become deeper disciples as we walk with God. And the last one is intentionality. Kind of goes into the, sometimes we're just sharing things on social media, but we want to be intentional. We want to be thinking, who am I inviting to this? It's great to think about this, great to talk about this, but who actually am I inviting into this reality? Now you saw it before I got up and I want to talk about it again. And this is Alpha. And we're going to show you a quick video of the launch party. And Alpha, Alpha is an amazing tool. We're going to, we're going to watch that together. And Alpha is an amazing tool. And this is just a quick moment of, a quick snapshot of what the launch party looks like. It's a fun space. You come, have meal. It's a genuine party. Like you, you come and hang out. It's a taster of what Alpha is. And Alpha... We are behind Alpha as a church because we want to be intentional about inviting people to this reality. And Alpha is a tool that can present that invitation to people. All we need to do is bring the invitation. You know, I heard it put this way, I bring the invite and the Holy Spirit does the rest. We want to be people that invite people in and the Holy Spirit's going to do the rest. It's scary and it can be hard, but we need to think more about the person rather than ourselves. We need to think about the person who needs the invite far more than we think about ourselves. We want to be intentional. So I want to invite you to invite your world, your friends and your family to Alpha. It's this Thursday night, 23rd of July, 7pm. Food, music, hanging out. A great time, a great chance uh, to, to, to bring people in, give a taster of Alpha. It, it presents things well and it's for everyone. It's designed if you don't know Jesus, if you don't know Jesus. And the last thing I want to say, if you don't believe what I believe, if you don't believe what we believe as a church and, and you're here and you've stuck along and, and you're listening through this, I want to tell you something. This is my invite to you to join us as a church. We want to invite you into our community. We want to invite you to church on Sunday, every Sunday. And I want to personally invite you to Alpha. Alpha is going to be a heap of fun and I would love to have you there. But I'm going to pray and we're going to sing. God, thank You that You love us. Thank You that Your heart is that we would share how great You are in our world. And God, we pray by Your Holy Spirit that You would lead us and guide us in our weeks and our day-to-days to be people who live lives of invitation. That we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't let the fear or the unknown or the uncertainty of sharing the invite or, or the lure of, of being in the, the world around us. But Lord, we would actually uh, follow who You're calling us to be. So Lord, we pray that You would be with us and help us as we go. In Your Name we pray. Amen.